Hello, everybody. Hello, Terry Ann. Hello, my darling. Hello, everyone out in podcast land. Yes, podcast Hoping land. Hoping that our uh, <laughs> internet works well and we don't have too much feedback. Trying to, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's just coronavirus in the telephone wires. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it, but, you know. No, why not? Energy is energy, right? We're talking about oh, energy. Yeah, energy. Yeah. So you never know. If, if if everyone's panicking, why shouldn't it influence um, the movement of uh, electricity and uh, whatever yeah. runs through optic fibers or fiber optics? I said optic yeah. fibers or fiber optics. <laughs> All right. So today um, we're talking about intuition and not knowing Yay. what the heck intuition is. Like, uh, you know, I intuit what intuition is, but um, we all have different kind of um, senses of what it is. So maybe you can start. What is your sense? Yeah. Well, for me, intuition is a natural thing. If we weren't, like, stressed and we weren't, like, so busy, we would be more in touch with the natural earth and with things around us. And we, we just know things. The stress and everything else, we've kind of lost that natural ability to tune into the the environment around us and people around us. And and so when we like see a psychic in quotes or someone who's labeled as intuitive and they know things that we think they can't know, we probably were all wired a little bit like that in the past. So for me, intuition's kind of just reconnecting with that natural ability. And we probably all have various layers and levels of that in order to to just be connected. So you've kind of triggered for me the opposite end of the spectrum. Well, that always happens. That's why we have this discussion. (laughs) That's what, sorry? That's why we have these discussions. Well, hopefully that's why. Hopefully. (laughs) I didn't know there was another goal. So I'm just thinking about the opposite end, right? Which is someone who thinks they're so intuitive and that every word that that they translate from their intuition is valid. So it's just that idea of I know something. You know, it's really clear. How do I know something? I find when we think we know something and it's really wordy, like it becomes a a sort of rule. Uh, I find I struggle a lot with that when people call me up and ask me a question. They'll ask me sort of that psychic question. And the answer Mm. is multivariate. And Mm. and the questions seem simple, that it's a yes, no question, Um, especially if somebody doesn't even tell me the question. I like that because I get to say yes or no. And I don't need to go into, you know, I try to block out all of their energy. But even when I say yes or no, I go, yeah, it's a no or it's a yes. But, oh, my God, there's so many variants that go along with that. But I kind of look at them and go, I don't know what your question is. And I don't know what the variants are. And I don't know what kind of question you ask me. So oftentimes people, why did they ask it? Like someone asked me the other day, should I blank, blank, blank? And then... Uh, I said, well, you can't ask me a should question. Mm. It's, it's will I, what's the likelihood I'll do this? Or, But should you would mean I have control over 
uh, taking care of your life. That's your that's your problem. I'm, I'm not here to tell you what to do. Yeah. So uh, this person changed it to would. <laughs> so it's like, come on, come on. That's the, that's just a manipulation. You're just saying what you've changed should to would. And then and then it got changed to do I need to blank, blank, blank. Right. And I said, no, this is this is just manipulation of words. You're, you still are asking me to give you the answer that is going to give you the answer to a choice you want to make. That's not I, I won't do that. I mm. won't do that. Um, but along with that is that you can still have a yes, no question, but the yes or no has a lot of variation to it. So I'm trying to think of an example like. Um, well, let's say somebody's really fearful of getting a virus. Yeah. Okay, so they're super fearful of getting a virus, and they say yes or no. Will I get? A, will I get a virus? And of course, it's going to be yes. Yeah, because we get them all the time. <laughs> because we're yes, and we're we've got a ton of viruses in us. In any case, so you, will you catch virus? Of course, you will. You're going to catch one. I mean, yeah. or you know, that's obviously an expression, but. Before we get viruses in us, it's like it, we don't understand our questions, and our questions are usually very often based in our own fears, and we want to allay the fear. Well, that's a goal oriented uh, question, and that's not what intuition does. Mm. Intuition doesn't see, doesn't care about whether you're going to get sick or not. Does that, that's the best way I could put it. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. It's like, no, intuition is intuiting what's going on or intuiting. I mean, the strongest intuition from somebody asking a fearful question would be you're afraid. Mm. And you need to deal with your fears. Yes, yes, that's why I've come to you, Miss Psychic tarot reader blah 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 because i want you to allay my fears that's not possible because mm. you're just going to be back with the next question and the next question i do have somebody who's doing that right sending one question after another question constantly asking asking questions yeah you know sometimes you have to take a risk and and do what you need to do and it's interesting how paradoxical we are you know, the very thing we're terrified of, we're always taking precautions against, and then all of a sudden, we're doing exactly the opposite. And we're really happy with that decision. It's just so, we're so bizarre. Mm. So, I don't know. It, what, what, what does intuition do for you? I mean, for one personally, here's another interesting thing, is that we can't intuit for ourselves as well as we intuit for others. Yeah. What's that about? Well, right? I like, think our filters get in the way when it's about us. Yeah, but you could say it's the same thing even if it's about others, because that happens a lot too. There are people of so many, we always have filters even when looking at someone else. Yeah. So we can, this is kind of what I'm bringing up. There's these extremes where, yes, there's a natural, instinctual um, sense of what's going on. I don't consider it a knowing. Because the moment I say it's a knowing, I've gone up in my head. So I don't like to, um, I don't like to bring that word in. I know you use it a little differently, but mm. I'm just bringing a different perspective. I don't like to say knowing. It's like yeah. an instinct of yes or no to something, or 
uh-huh, go ahead. Uh, there's no lion down that corridor. Uh-uh, not going down there. It's it's not a knowing. I'm not exactly sure what's down there. You know, I, I can go on the same exact route to get to work, and all of a sudden one day, I just turn another way. Yeah. And you know, somebody who's driving with me, well, wow, you never go this way. I'm like, eh, I'm just just not going to go the other way. And then you drive by and you see it's, you know, there's a garbage truck in the way or something. So it's it's yeah, whether that helps you in your life or not, big deal. Like two second savings of time, it's not a big deal. Okay. But it's just interesting that, you know, what if it's a car accident, you know, or what if you were going to get into a fender bender, you know, that kind of takes you in a good path. Okay, that's fine. But then there's the other end, why I worry or not worry, but I'm, I sort of tread lightly on the idea of knowing is that some people who are uh, believe they're super intuitive they say oh, I know this thing about you I know I know and you're like no you don't <laughs> you just yeah. absolutely don't. and um, they they don't you know they'll say these really weird things and um, you know that don't necessarily come true yeah I think like I was supposed I think to be living in Italy now with three children according to one psychic <laughs> right which isn't exactly intuition right <laughs> I don't feel like psychic is intuition. Mm. My intuition speaks differently than when I'm, you know, kind of in this range of what I'm able to see when I'm able to see it. Doesn't necessarily, um, yeah, it's just so different that kind of gut feeling when someone says something and my whole body just goes, no, my whole body, my whole energy just goes, no, that's never going to happen. Yeah. You know, your plans are never going to occur versus all of a sudden I'm seeing something in the future, which I don't always see. I'm not going to, you know, it's not like somebody comes to my table and I, you know, I'm going to see this whole psychic view of their lives. Sometimes it comes out. It's really cool. Like, oh, you're going to have twins at 32, blah, 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 blah. Or, you know, you're going to open a business in 10 years from now. Uh, I just see that it yeah. that doesn't mean we have the details doesn't mean I know what kind of business I just see it so it's like really weird how, I, I'm always curious as to how why all of a sudden am I seeing something like that yeah like, what is it about is it for the other person is it for me to to see what's going on I just I don't always get it so maybe I just have this kind of glimpse into something but it doesn't always occur or maybe that particular thing that I'm seeing is guaranteed to occur. Maybe it's so uh, highly probable. Because I do love when I'm intuiting probabilities of something. Mm. Like what's the probability that you'll marry? What's the probability um, that you'll marry in a particular year? Yeah. Right? If you're doing a reading and you say, okay, uh, here's Susan. And Susan's asking, will I get married this year? And I look at what's the probability that she marries this year? It could be 30%. You know, people are often asking, you know, will I meet someone and get married? But they have no, uh, let's say, space in their lives to meet anyone. It doesn't take rocket science to know <laughs> the likelihood is small. small. But I will contradict that in that I once did a reading with someone and it was the beginning of the year. I said, you're going to break up with your, the guy you're with now. 
that you're going to meet someone soon after and you're going to get engaged in December. How improbable does that sound? <laughs> just like, yeah. You know, so yeah. I just, because usually if I see something, I just say it and I go, well, that's an interesting reading. Yeah. Okay. Let's see if it, you know, so let's see what happens. Well, sure enough, you know, she broke up with this guy. She started seeing someone else and Christmas, he asked her to marry him. Oh. So it was like, wow. And the, the, as far as I know, they're still married. So yeah. Interesting, yeah. right? So what, like. That is such an odd thing to say, to look at. Even I just looked at her and I said, well, okay, like that's an interesting thing, but I have no idea whether that's true or not. So that feels really different. Um, I'm kind of asking you a question, I guess, because yeah. you teach about intuition. is Like, what is the difference between those two things? It's not like, um, it's not the same as when, Someone says to me, oh, I'm dating this guy. Will I marry him? And all of a sudden I just get like, no, you're not. Mm. Uh, and they could be engaged. They could have the wedding date set. But you just have this sense that, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, you just feel like, yeah, the, all the brakes are on or something. It's really a feeling or an energy. Yeah, it's like that. For me, it's always the instant thing that comes in. And then anything that follows that is just waffle. And also what follows it is trying to translate it into language. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. Because when we say it's a knowing, okay, it's, for me it's way more than a knowing. It's a force that yeah. stops me in my tracks. Yeah, it is so just that. that it, then I could yeah, interpret it, but, well, that, that thing just stopped me so clearly it's such a strong force and she is strong the intuition i mean mm. she's so disruptive you could be in the middle of something and all of a sudden just go no that's yep. you know your nope. whole body is like uh -uh. and then we say i agree with you then we say it's a knowing because i know that that's a no <laughs> i know k-n-o-w that that's an n-o uh, but i think that's the, the secondary level that's when we translate it into language. So usually we're translating it into language if we're talking for someone else. And even for ourselves, we're like, okay, well, I just turned right on this street that I usually don't turn on. Mm. And uh, then I translated, hmm, I wonder what's going on over there. And you start taking peeks down the roads to see what's going on that I turned right at this place. Yeah. There's a guy I used to know. Uh, I used to know it's him and his wife, and and he had, he said once, I don't know what we were talking about, and it just came up in the conversation. Said, "Oh, I've had too too much experience with my wife and her intuition. She'll just say something out of the blue, and I know I better just follow it because she's usually yeah. right. You know, she's just been right so many times. So when she does something intuitive that is not logical, that is not." You know, um, there's no there's discussion no about it. it just, yeah, it just like blurts out of her. Uh, then, then we know. Okay, let's just do it. Mm. Right? Let's let's just do that thing. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's really interesting how we language this. I think 
I think it's really interesting putting it into into words and just seeing, okay, what is that thing that actually stops me or like when it's a no, it'll stop me in my tracks. But I think yes uh, does a little, it sort of opens up or something. Yeah, like there's it feels really, Yeah, it feels like it's a really strong sense of like, I'm just expanding and mm -hmm. I almost have to control it, right? Because if it's, if it's a yes, uh, it could go into so many different avenues. So one of my favorite stories was, you know, I think, as I mentioned last time, we're always learning about ourselves and how we work and how things function. Uh, it's a great exploration even to see how your own intuition functions and, yep. you know, what your experience is. When, when I would do readings and I had been a channeler, um, I mentioned before that people would touch me and I'd, uh, I'd kind of pass out or go into convulsions. But there was another thing that also happened. Mm. Uh, I very strongly um, use parameters, guidelines uh, to uh, what questions someone asks. Mm. And wow. someone can ask me such a vague general um, question that so much information comes in that I can feel myself ready to pass out. So I can feel my body has to get really tight and contracted and stop, stop the insane question. Now, it was so cool because uh, I was trying to figure out why do I keep passing out? Why, when they ask certain questions, do I lose consciousness? What's going on? Yeah. And one day I didn't lose consciousness. I had done this really, you know, in my, my mind, I thought it was an excellent reading. It was so specific. It had very specific details. It was really well articulated. I can remember just feeling like, wow, what a great reading. And so I, to wrap it up, I just looked at the girl and I said, is there anything else you'd like to know? And she just looks at me and, I, you know, I don't re remember I'm having this thought process that, yeah. wow, what a great reading. It was so interesting. It was so filled with detail. You know, she has a lot to go home with. And I thought, well, in case she has one more question, we have time. And she looks at me and she just says, tell me about my entire life. Well. And all of a sudden, it's like those movies when you see really quickly like videotape going at light speed. Yeah. Most of it was her on the toilet, eating, sleeping, <laughs> and peeing, yeah. right? Sorry. Most of it was, right? The rest was like, oh my God, it was, this, this is why I often bring up uh, in discussions that, look, the thing you're gonna do most this year is eat, pee, poo, and sleep. <laughs> because this actually happened to me you know there was there was all kinds of stuff interim in the interim but i'm watching this all come into my brain and i can tell you it was like toilet after toilet after oh. toilet bowl it was hilarious yeah. um in one way in the other way is i passed out <laughs> <laughs> but that passing out was the first one that told me oh my god look at the quantity of information coming at you what is it that yeah. my body mind is doing to discern exactly what is required for that particular question? 
I mean, that moment was not very nice. I did pass out, fall on the floor, yeah. et cetera. I got enough bangs and cuts on me from all these passing out that I've done um, to, to remember them really well, right? And just how much it taught me about, wow, I am siphoning through a lifetime. Mm. And I, I am going to see all these things. Of course, our filters help us not to see all the the poops and pees, right? Yeah. So somehow our filters already go, well, we know we're going to sleep. We know we're going to eat. We're not yeah. going to poop. But somehow I wasn't re- getting that message, right? <laughs> I wasn't quite getting the whole message, you know, kind of like extra stupid or something. And I, I realized, wow, okay, so um, my need, my particular need, because I don't think everyone needs this. You know, some people get really frustrated with me because I'm not answering questions that other psychics or intuitives answer. Yeah. Like, okay, but I am not them. Yeah. Go to them if you prefer. You know, half the time I don't even charge for this little one question that takes uh, the life out of me. Go to them. And oftentimes they go, yeah, but they're going to charge me this and that. Yeah. Okay. So if, if you're going to come to me and I'm going to give you a free question, then, you know, you could be a little bit respect, respectful that I have a boundary, yeah. right? So these were things I had to, to learn as well over time is how to deal with people's questions. So I don't know if you experienced that, that you get so much information. I'm sure you do, but your filters filter it out. Yeah. But if you have a question that is not properly worded, and I don't think this is for everybody. I've seen plenty of people ask the questions I used to call it um I used to think it was because they weren't uh, necessarily moral and that I had a moral code and I realized yeah okay morality has something to do with that that I'm not going to tell you what to do because I remember a lot of readers telling people what to do yeah and telling them to do the weirdest things like the weirdest things. You must you know, wear red on every Tuesday exactly like <laughs> what the hell is that like you know, if you really want to attract him, say these words, wear this perfume, go yeah. It's like, what are you, what are you talking oh, about? Right? Like, yeah. you know, I, I, I don't, I don't quite, <laughs> I couldn't quite get that one. But, you know, I know that this, there was a reader who did that. She was way more popular than, than the rest of us. Yeah. You know, and everyone well, that's the labeled me. If you just give people what they want and say what they want to hear. Uh, yeah, or feed into their own particular fears yeah. and analyses, which is so, you know, you can look at it two ways. This is what I want to hear. So I want you to tell me what to do. I want you to micromanage my life. Yeah. And then the moment it doesn't work out, of course, then you get blamed, right? Yeah. You know, just hoping you haven't uh, stepped on someone who's litigious, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> they could sue you, right? So I'm suing you because your intuition isn't good enough. It's mad. Exactly. It's so weird. We're gonna have to have yeah. consent forms going. Please don't take my intuition as real. <laughs> Just made up. Well, you know, yeah, legally, you you should have something yeah. that says it's for entertainment purposes yeah. only. Yeah. So, my intuition is just entertaining. (laughs) Well, yes, and that's fine to say it's entertainment. 
Um, yeah. Though I always, you know, headed off with, that's one of the things that I won't answer is the should, would, yeah. do I need to? How do I know whether you need to do this or not? Mm. Like, how does, how does even intuition know whether you need to do something? You're, you, yeah. so that's a, that's a really good statement to analyze because a lot of people would say, well, why won't it answer? Do I need to? Well, we could pick that apart, right? What do you need? How, what is it going to answer? Like, do I need to uh, buy this particular diamond? Well, it could fulfill a need that you need this to fulfill your ego. Um, but what need are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I have no clue and, and nor does intuition though. And it would just agree with you. So if you need to buy this diamond because it fulfills your, you know, pleasure, well, then you need to buy it. That's all there is to it. It fulfills that need. Yeah. So why would you ask when well, you're already, I mean, oh, you need it? That's the thing. Because it's some just... things are so insignificant in your life. Well, I don't think that the, the no... person who's asking for the particular need thinks it's insignificant because they're actually calling somebody yeah. up, wording the sentence and, you know, putting it all together and having a session to find out about these needs. So I, I don't know if it's insignificant. I think there's a, a particular um, need in someone to validate whatever need they have. Mm. It's like, well, no, I'm not going to validate your needs, specify exactly you know, do you need it to, do I need this diamond so I could heal? Do I need this diamond so, you know, I could look good in front of my boss? Do I need this diamond uh, for my husband to prove he loves me? You know, I mean, yeah, it's likely going to be yes or no in those cases if you specify it. But non-specified, who the heck knows, right? Yeah. If you think you need it, then you need it. Yeah. Like, how could it be possible that somebody's going to answer whether you need something or not? Yeah. It's so crazy, right? But like my, I can already feel my brain just going through the massive, <laughs> you know, yeah. back and forth that I've, that I've looked at. And, and hopefully, you know, when you ask yourself questions, everybody out there in podcast land, you know, when you're asking yourself a question, Make sure it's a it's a question that you can answer. Yeah. You know, do I would need this? Would this be good for me? Would this be good for me is so general. Yeah. Right? Like what are you asking? What what exactly are you asking? You know, be really specific. Yeah. And usually one of the things is we already know the answer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like will eating this uh, mass produced chocolate bar you know with all kinds of all kinds of chemicals in it be good for me well obviously not <laughs> but why are you asking yeah you well, want because someone to tell you it's okay someone to tell you it's okay or you may just feel like well it just makes me feel good to have it yeah. So generally, it's not good for me, but it is good for me. How are you going to answer this question? It might be good for your spirits. It might be good for your energy level at the moment. Yeah. It might be good for um, 
you know, a little chocolate high. Yeah. But, you know, is it good for you generally is not a question. Mm. That again is just every single cell in your body. Well, you know, you probably, it'll probably be okay and you'll wash it through your body. But is it generally good for you? Well, what in what domain? Mm. So hopefully when you do ask questions to readers, you know, not these generalized, you know, ideas, uh, even with the, the outbreak now, you know, people are asking generally what's, what's the sense? Um, well, you can see generally what's, what the sense is. Just go online. You'll see what's going on. What is it you want to know? Yeah. Um, somebody asked me that, like, you know, generally, what's your sense of this? Oh my God. What do you mean generally? Yeah. There's an outbreak. Okay. Not good if you get it, uh, or good. It's okay if you get it or it doesn't matter if you get it Yeah. or you might've already had it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and nobody can, there's no way I'm going to do that anyway is see if somebody's had it because you never know with there are too many variables in intuition mm -hmm. to to be able to diagnose or assess that way. So, you know, you've just got to figure what is it that you really want to know. So intuition is, I feel, very involved also in, um, you can't force intuition into telling you something you want to know, I think, <laughs> or something vague or some generalized idea. It's just like people asking something from the universe. They usually ask for it really vaguely. Yeah. Instead of just giving a direct command. Yeah. You know, just imagining the universe. If you're asking a vague question, I'd really like if you do this for me. You know, will that energy come to you uh, as well as when you say, okay, universe, uh, take care of this or I need yeah. this right now. You know, what's, what's, what's going to work better? We know it works a lot better to be direct with people as well. Yeah. Not everyone's going to like it, but you solve things when you're direct. Yeah. Sometimes you well, just have to be. Yeah, I think it works really well. So it gets very complex, mm. doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it does. What, what do you think when it comes to, um, you know, being asked these questions or well, when someone was, thinks they do know it? When someone asks a question like that, I'm like, I always get the sense they already know and they just want me to tell them what they already think it is. Yeah, so that's a validation of yeah. what I already know. And right? I'm like, because I'm, I'm too, and, and that's usually I'm too insecure to make my own choices without telling, without someone telling me, is my choice okay? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so oh, yeah. that's, a, that's um... a really good one. What about intuitives who think they know everything? You know, this is what I watch out with myself. I always put a question oh. saying, look, it's intuition. There are too many variables. Yeah. So I'm going to answer this as best I can, but we're going to make the question very clear so that we have an idea of where to go because it's really very interesting to explore. When someone's open to exploring their question, you have a great time. Yeah. Right? When they're when they're open to to 
I think really the question is to find more and more questions within oneself to figure out what's really going on. That's, that's beautiful. Yeah. But when we're, when we're closed down and we just want the answer to the question, and I find that happens sometimes where someone just wants the answer and they'll just try to trick you into saying you, but they're tricking themselves into let me find more and more <laughs> ways to pose this question yeah. so intuition first when intuition has already told you i'm not answering that question that way mm-hmm. and well, it doesn't matter i always look at like you remember i've gone through years of trying to work out where i wanted to live and right and and so you know I've been like I spent years and I'm like I don't know the answer yet and that's fine you know so I was using my intuition kind of like going would this place be more healthier for me would I get more business here or there and kind of moving with it and floating around a bit and I was on a a body talk conference and someone's like have you have you heard of Mindscape you should use that I'm like I'm a Mindscape instructor and she was like her universe just broke down she was like but you don't know the answer and I'm like yeah and that's fine it's like I'm on this adventure at the moment I don't always have to get the answer in that moment no and and also it's kind of it's interesting that's that a lot of people do the same thing they have the same question for years and years and years where should I live but why the concern for the question anymore yeah you're living where you're living so that could be an expert it's where should I live? It doesn't really, again, maybe the problem is, is that you had a should in your, in your question, Mm. you know, where should I live? Where do I need to live? What would be the best place for me to live? I mean, that's a hard question to answer. Even if you do, um, what's that called? Um, Astral cartography. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you can do that. And even if they give you the answers, you might not like them. I don't want to live there. Yeah. But it's going to fit in for... Yeah, I'm really like good in Texas. So I'm like, I don't really fancy that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? You don't, you don't really want to go to the place. But it would be a good place, let's say, financially or romantically. Um, I mean, there's so many... Um, there Again, the, the, the variables are massive. Just absolutely yeah. massive. And we, we, we need to get in touch with all of the variables. Like if I want to have a relationship and be in love and uh, have a good relationship and be married, maybe one place is going to be really good, yeah. but I, it's going to suck financially. Yeah. Right. It could suck absolutely financially. So yeah, that's a big concern are those variables. I don't think we talk about them enough. Mm. Um, even in sessions, I say, look, there are too many variables for me to answer that. You've got to yeah. hone in on the question. But if you realize just simply enough, a question, where should I live, is huge. It's so big. What about your health? What about your money? Yeah. Career? Um, stability? feeling good in your body you, you could be healthy but you might feel like you're always disoriented i don't know if you've ever been to a place where you know i i love hong kong it's great i love india but man oh man those two places disorient my brain yeah i just get i get confused in both these places yeah i don't i don't, I don't psychically uh, or psychologically feel normal there 
whatever normal is, but uh, normal for me. So yeah, it would be cool to live in those places. Yeah. But wow, for my headspace, no, it wouldn't be great. Um, you know, Montreal astro cartographically yeah. is great for me in work. Yeah, I am never missing work in, um, in Montreal. I always make money. It's got um, decent health, de decent, you know, not not great. It's got a lot of really good things. So, yeah, why why move from here? I can I can go on vacations. I can do yeah. all kinds of things from this location. Yeah. Um, but you know, Florida, I kind of felt um, in a lot of ways better, uh, but my body hurt a little bit more but you could say well I was moving more mm. you know I, I don't know it, it's so it's so interesting there's just way too many too, too many, many variables you know, should I live here or should I live in Florida well all that you know the strongest intuition is but you prefer the weather in Florida okay I do I do but there are a lot of variables why it's good to be living here that keep me here mm. So just weather is not good enough. <laughs> so yes, you love the weather in Florida, blah, blah, blah. But there are too many variables here that keep me here. Mm -hmm. Like work and family and um, yeah, just a bunch of stuff. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't necessarily want to leave my family, but to have it as a goal. Okay, great. I'll have it as a goal. See if it, it turns out. Um, what else could I, could I bring up as a subject that brings up variables? Mm. Um, is this guy good for me? Yeah. First of all, it's a rude question, right? You're dating someone and you want to know if they're the right yeah. mix. And you're already sleeping with them and you've been with them for months. <laughs> and you're asking if they're the right person. Yeah. Um, I would want to tell the person you're asking this about to leave you. <laughs> so, <laughs> He may be really good for you, as in that you're really rude, but, um, you know, rude, you, you know what I mean, right? Yeah. You're, you're, you're with someone and you have to go and ask whether this person is right for you. I'd really love to be a snitch and go and tell your partner they yeah, should you're, leave you. You're wobbling. You're wobbling. You're not sure. You're not, you're not even in the relationship. I would say you're not committed no, you're to not this committed person. committed to it. If I think you're, that. So what does that tell you if you're not committed? If you need to ask, you know, a tarot reader or an intuitive whether you should be in the relationship mm. or not, you're already betraying the other yeah. by asking the question. You don't necessarily have, and you know that's where I go into these this sense of you need to have respect for yourself. Mm. You need to love yourself. You need to, um, you know, have that healthy selfishness so you can uh, be able to respect, love, and care for another person. Yeah. If you, if you can't, if you don't have that respect for yourself, you're guaranteed not to respect someone else. Mm. Guaranteed. So having that respect for yourself. And I think it's disrespectful to yourself to ask certain questions like, should I, would I, could I, do I need to, blah, blah, blah. These, these questions are also an indicator of a lack of self-respect. Mm. So there we go with the filter, right? If somebody comes to me, my filter is immediately going to go to, 
this person doesn't respect themselves. Yeah. So if I'm already in that position, those are my filters. I will acknowledge them. The filter is you need to respect yourself first so you can live a healthy life. Now, if you don't like that filter and you don't, I mean, obviously somebody coming to me is going to come to me because there's some form of attraction, but they could go off to somebody else who will tell them, well, you know, maybe you shouldn't be with this person or maybe you should work things out or maybe you should blah, blah, blah. Whereas I would go straight to get a grip on yourself, figure out how you're disrespecting yourself because you are certainly disrespecting this person yeah. and they should leave you. Yeah. Right. You're, this is where it's unhealthy selfishness and narcissism, right? Unhealthy narcissism is all about me. I don't care about the other person. I only care about myself and fulfilling my needs. And will this person fulfill my needs? Well, tough to you. Mm. You know, nobody's obliged to fulfill your needs. No. No one is. I mean, the only time is when you're a baby and you're helpless. Your parents are obliged to <laughs> love you, oh, comfort you, give you warmth and nurturing. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not obliged to buy you every single toy on the planet because yeah. that's not necessarily going to serve you. But they're obliged to to support you in having fun and playing and learning, etc. You know, these things are really, really important. Mm. Well, while we're on my the bird subject, is gripped to my what's that? I was like, while we're on the subjects, we keep bouncing around love and relationships. If you're interested, me and Terry Ann did a course on Udemy called "Love and Relationships: Attracting a Quality Partner." A little plug there, and go and check that out. Oh, that's good. Yes, Udemy.com. You can go to. Yes, and I, I've already gotten some feedback that they really enjoy. Yeah, it, so. we've got five stars on that <clears> course so far. So, oh, <laughs> and also, you know, just applying some of our lectures. Yeah. I feel like they're lectures sometimes that we have here, but our our kind of intuitive rompings uh, through different subjects. You know, when you when you feed the two together, you're learning a lot more. Yeah, right? yeah. especially this idea of. Um, you know, because intuition can get uh, skewed uh, via our filters and narcissism, right? Mm. You know, uh, yep. I think I have, uh, I think, so remember, it's a thought that I have healthy uh, selfishness in that I keep questioning people's questions. Yeah. Right. So it brings a lot of doubt. It brings some conflict. It brings controversy. It brings um, uh, exploration, right? Mm -hmm. It brings all of these things to the surface that most people don't really want to cover when you're going through intuition, yeah. but uh, might be, might be appropriate or might not. You know, I, I don't like um, some people want to eat at McDonald's. Some people want to eat, you know, at a healthy stop, like a veg, you know, a vegetarian vegan shop. Yeah. I, I have no problem with that. I have no problem if you want to go eat at uh, at McDonald's. I have no problem if you want to eat meat. I have no problem if you're vegan. Mm -hmm. uh, the only time I'm going to have a problem is if you force it on. Yeah. Me. So if if you don't like the way I'm doing it, I don't want you to force me to be like another reader. 
but you don't have to stay with me either. You can go find that reader who's going to fulfill the need you have. Right. Uh -huh. So there, there's so, this is what's so interesting about variables. I mean, I can make the, the, um, I could say that if you're going to eat junk food, your body may or may not be healthy. Yeah. Right. May or may not be. Now, let's say you look at an intuitive or a psychic as entertainment. Yeah. Complete entertainment. You're going to take that person's information in a very different way. But if you take intuition really seriously, um, you'll, you'll take in the information a lot differently. So if you're going to go to junk food intuition, which means whatever that person says, I'm going to follow it, right? Um, here's a good one where uh, I think, I, I can't remember the story exactly, but this girl came to me and she said, I only have one question. I'm not going to tell you the question. Just yeah. answer it. Yes. Or no. <laughs> and I, I put the cards out and I looked at her straight in the eye. I go, absolutely no. And she bursts into tears. Yeah. So I'm like, well, okay, this seems pretty serious. So what she had done was she went to um, some of the local people who do spells. Right. You know, you can find yeah, those yeah, people yeah. around. And uh, she gave them, I think it was $30,000. It might have been fifty. I can't remember. Yeah. Whatever. It was a lot of thousands. Yeah. And uh, he took her to a bridge in Montreal. The, we have a lot of bridges because we're an island. Took her to the bridge. They stood on the edge of the bridge. And he threw the money off the bridge as part of the spell to bring her ex back to her. Wow. To make him love her. Yeah, and she she truly believed. She said, "I saw the money go," and I said, "You, you didn't see no. the money go. They have a sleight of hand. Yeah, they know they how to know do how this. To do that. They, they, you've never seen magic. Magic is great. You know how to do this, right? So between magic and so the, so she had asked me whether the spell worked, and I didn't know that was the question. Is obviously, so she had asked me if the spell had worked, and it said it didn't. Yeah. That was the intuition, yeah. you know, without knowing the question. And once she told me it was even worse, you know, yeah. my intuition was going crazy saying, yeah, absolutely did not work. But also, um, you know, one of the variables that I found interesting, which I did not share with her, but I, I was inside going, wow, this girl is really lucky. It wasn't a real spell. Because yeah. putting a spell on someone like that could cause you a heck of a lot of problems, wow. right? This person could love you. And it's totally false. You never actually feel loved. It's just so false and, yeah. and fake if it actually worked, right? Yeah. Um, now, if you're you're superficial and whatever, it might last for your lifetime that you're okay with this person loving you. But, you know, we know that if you have a spell, you're going to, you're going to play with nature and yeah. you're going to imbalance the elements um, it's going to do something at some point, yeah. whether extreme jealousy from the person who has the spell, whether, you know, um, they're going to, what if, what if they don't go to work anymore? Cause they're just want to be with you all the time and they love you and they stop working and you're like, well, wait a minute, why isn't he going to work? And then you try to get, you want to break up with him because he's not, you know, going to work, not doing anything, but 
you know, going into debt, buying roses to bring to you, right? You, you, you never know what can happen. Mm. And, uh, and now you break up with them, but they're following you around. And you've got to put restraining orders on them. And you can't put a restraining order on the person because they, they're under a spell and they keep following you around. <laughs> so we just see you. Well, we do it all the yeah. time, right? Um, we do, when it comes to love and romance, the, the first days that we date someone, we put our best foot forward. They don't see you without makeup. They don't see yeah. you without your hair um. duty duty. Um, you've just, you've been working out like crazy, right? Cause you had all this time and you were seeking a, a partner and you're working out. Now you've got the partner and you're not working out as much. You're changing your schedule. A few pounds get packed on, right? Mm -hmm. You never know what, what goes on. And of course you're changing in front of the, the person. Yeah. And of course everything changes. We know that, but it may not be as it seemed at the beginning, right? It never is. Yeah. It never is. My, my. I mean, my relationship with my husband changed so quickly. You know, we went from two, you know, fifty-year-olds, you know, early fifties, having a ball, you know, hanging out alone, doing our work uh, together at night. You know, I'd be running emails, yeah. and working all night, and he would be too. And then we're cuddling and watching movies, and you know, very romantic, et cetera, et cetera. It was all great, um, but then, like six months later, the kids came. Yeah. Now the kids are living with him, and it was just well, we were snapped out of. Um, out of our little love nest really quickly. Now for him, it was, you know, absolutely divine. Yeah, right? he's got everything. Both his, yeah, got a, yeah his, his woman and both his kids. But for me, it was a little bit more difficult. Yeah. It was a little bit more uh, challenging to to be able to go there, to be, a, you know, three guys in a, in a was a, it was a nice size apartment for two people, for four, <laughs> and, you know, two boys, and, you know, you're working all day, and, like, I was keeping it clean, and, you know, uh, cleaning it once a week, so it was nice and clean for us, and now, you know, you come in, and there were pizza boxes everywhere, and, you know, stinky boy hormones, etc., <laughs> so it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't the same and then the the other alternative because I was at the time I had moved into my mom's house to help her out so you know I was living there which was you know obviously impractical as well so we had a trying time for six months you know we had a really trying time till we it was a little bit more than six months till we bought our house yeah and then we bought our we bought our house and of course everything settled down but it was interesting, right? It was really interesting to go through all of those changes. Not that I ever expected that it should stay the same. Mm. Uh, but some days, you know, I just go, oh, we need a romantic time like that. And we do it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I miss a little romance. So you, you create it, but you can't expect that it's going to stay. But what if you put a spell on someone and you, the, here's a, a fantastic one and I, have to confess I used to do this so I would date a guy I would remain exactly the same I would always clean I would always cook I'd yeah. always be the you know the the bedroom you know wonder woman and just be wonder woman <laughs> everywhere you know always you know be 
in that perfection zone. And then after, let's say, five years, it just ended up being five years, which five, as we know in tarot, is when obstacles come yeah. in and, and uh, I would break up. And it was only years later that I didn't blame them, you know? It was like, mm. I would always say, no, it's, it's me. But I couldn't even explain what I was doing. I was just like, I can't do it anymore. But I, I didn't have clarity on what I was doing. It was only, um, I think the second time I, I did that, I was 32. And it took me another decade to really explore and go, wow, wow. So what I was doing was reliving um, how my mother uh, went through relationships. So definitely doing that. Mm -hmm. I was being the perfect woman. And um, one of the things that I did do was shock them. You know, I shocked these men because I was, I was doing something that, you know, it looks really good. I like it. I like the idea of everything in place and being perfect, but you have to be allowed to fall apart a little bit. You need a little bit of support there. You know, I was so perfect. It was like ridiculous. I was also paying the bills. I was also, you know, oh, do whatever you want. And like really silly, you know? And, uh, you know, when I realized finally, it's like, oh, I can let the person pay their own bills. Yeah. They can pick up the slack. So, you know, when I'm with Jimmy, you know, we have a, we have shared ways of doing things, right? That the household chores Mm -hmm. are shared. He does the garden. He does the garbage. He does the stuff that I, I don't do and can't do. And it fits because I do all the cleaning and the, and I like, I like that. I like to have something. Uh, to do at home I like keeping my house the way I want to keep it I don't think I of course after all these years of learning and experience I would not be the only one doing it like I wouldn't be uh, painting the walls and building things and doing the garden and doing everything which I would have done in the past Mm. (laughs) (laughs) everything but now I don't right now it's like no 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 we we share, and it's also helpful to the other person, right? If you take away these obligations, um, it can be or obligations. If you take away duties, yeah, um, it, it just really it, it's not it's not interesting in a way to the other person. We have to be doing these things. Now, let's say you're you know mm. you're filthy rich, rich, and you could just pay people to do everything. That's fine too. Because it means you're off doing your job, right? Yeah. Um, there's a sort of trend now where, um, yes, there are women who do a lot of go out to work and come home and do the work in the house, um, but there are plenty of women who stay home, or there are plenty of women who have reduced hours so they could take care of the kids and still expect the man to come home and do laundry. You know, this doesn't make any sense. It's like look around and see you know, how your house is run, who's bringing in more hours of work, who's Mm. doing what. I don't care which side it is. I don't care if it's the man or the woman. You need to be sitting down to figure out how you're going to split things. If you, if I say I want to do something more than my partner, that's up to me to take responsibility for that. It's not up to the other person. So yeah, here we've gone from <laughs> a little bit of intuition to, but I think it's really important to to get a sense of who you are because we um, we tend to go off on these um, 
off onto ideas rather than understanding our intuition, right? Because yeah. sometimes we go into our heads, especially as women, right? Men do it too, but mm -hmm. I like to look at women because we have the intuition, we have the different nervous system that runs on emotion. And if I'm going to uh, feel like something's off, I, I should, should take responsibility for it, start making assessments rather than running off into my head and going, he should do this and he should do that. Wait a minute. That's not what your intuition says. Your intuition is telling you that something's not right for you. Yeah. So you need to go change it within you, which is going to change the structure and dynamic of the family. Mm. Like, let's say, you know, you wake up one morning and you go, I really hate cleaning the toilet. Yeah. So you just stop, stop doing it. Of course, women run off at the head going, well, you know, then it's going to be dirty and I don't, so let's see what happens. Give it some time yeah. to see, is the family going to rally around? They're used to things being clean. Are you going to have a discussion with your husband that there's going to be a maid coming in to clean the toilet? Mm -hmm. um, are you going to, what? Like if you hate cleaning the toilet, you have to clean the toilet. Yeah. Like if you lived alone, you'd still have to clean the toilet. So what is it you're going to do? It's, a, it's amazing how our brains are just limited to no, the other person has to do it, or we all have to join in. Look, nobody likes cleaning the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> it's not yet anyone's favorite thing. No, it's not. It's just not. So, you know, what are we gonna what are we gonna yeah. do? I'm always trying to 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 assess different ways of cleaning the toilet. You know, I vacuum it every day, I dust it yeah. off, I, you know, throw some some we get a liquid in it. I spray it. So it just stays, you know, it gets dirty in a second, of mm. course, but it stays, stays moderately clean. Yeah. So like, you know, figure out what you're going to do. Go earn a lot of money and have somebody constantly cleaning your toilet. Mm. Like I mean, we're, we're so weird when it comes to telling someone else to do it. And that goes into, you know, this sort of, um, like now with this, this Corona thing, um, you know, it's like, how are you going to handle it within your home? Right. Yeah. Cause you have other, other people. So yes, we're, we're isolating, but um, I'm isolating, but they're like, there's an assessment where my stepson says, okay, I'm going to go out to the office, but there's nobody. Mm. There, right. It's, it's just being at that office using the computer, but there's, you know, he's not, he's not in touch with anyone. Uh, whereas my husband has to go out and be with a few people, you know, so I'm like, oh my God, so what are we going to do about that? Because I really don't want to get this thing. So, so today is my big assessment on, you know, finding different ways of uh, cleaning his clothes and uh, cleaning all the doorknobs, etc. Mm. So I'm like, okay, that's that. So it's not the doing of that thing all of a sudden my intuition went, you know, that's going to be really good. So I felt this sort of energy that went, you know, I got to be careful. He's going out. We got to be careful. Mm. Both of them are going out. All right. They're not seeing too many people, but it's possible you pick up something. And then I said, okay, but we got it. I can keep a distance from both of them. Okay. That's one thing. Keep everything. The surfaces I touch clean, keep my, hands clean but also the clothing that comes in i'm i'm going to create a concoction to spray that clothing mm. so interesting right mm -hmm. 
Um, I was just reading today that there's like this cytokine storm that can occur, which means the immune system um, overreacts in the lungs. And it could be one of the reasons why um, why it gets healthy oh, okay. people in the respiratory system. So it's really yeah. interesting that this storm is out there and certain things you wouldn't use. So I was about to use colloidal silver. Yeah. Like I have this brave silver from uh, one of our conferences and I was going to put it on, um, you know, on the clothing and stuff. But I read that if you're going to breathe that into your lungs, it could increase the need for the immune system to overreact. So I was like, okay, good. I read that. Mm -hmm. We don't need to, we don't need to use the silver. Interesting. 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 There were a couple of other things that uh, said not to use that could Mm. Uh, be, uh, I think it was uh, echinacea was another one. Oh, okay, you know, being careful of echinacea because that also, um, you know, gets the immune system to um, both of it. So mm, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I was like, that's so so interesting. Yeah. So you're always we're always picking up new information, understanding new things. Because I was really wondering why I wasn't pulling it out. Mm. You know, like why am I not pulling out this silver? bird i think is hungry. yeah maybe it's feeding the birds <laughs> the bird is going to need to go out there so yeah so here we've gone from well i think intuition is really important for all these yeah, yeah. but clearly you know the one i want to emphasize right now is sometimes our intuition is speaking to us when it's speaking to us even in relationship it can shoot up into the brain and the brain immediately says, the other person must do this, that, or the other thing. When you need to come back and go, wait a minute, my intuition is saying something is not working for me here. First, you yeah. change. You take responsibility for it. So here I am, you know, in a house with two other people taking responsibility for myself. Yeah. And then I introduce, what are we going to do about this? Um, I'm not, uh, and even my, you know, so I did it from a place of I'm going to be responsible for cleaning your clothes. I'm going to be responsible for protecting the house. And it was so interesting. He still got reactionary. So I was like, wait a minute. Wait yeah. a minute. That's not, I'm not asking you uh, to change things. And then I thought, oh, maybe maybe his intuition is is feeling a little bit of the fear. So he's going out now and he's feeling a bit of the fear. So it's like, wow, that's so cool. And I hadn't really assessed that before. I was like, oh. uh, he's reacting to what I'm saying, whereas I'm not. It's going to interfere in that he'll have to take his clothes off and I will spray them. Um, he's thought first that I was going to spray the clothes while he's wearing them. And I said, no, you're going to take them off and then I'll spray <laughs> them. And, you know, not to bring them into the bedroom. We can put them in the, the container and spray the container and whatever. Um, so it's not a big, huge disruption to his lifestyle. Yeah. So I was like, why is he so reactionary to this? It's just a simple thing. And he was calling me, you're being irrational. And I was like, well, wait a minute. No, no, you're going out. We're, we've got a mailman who arrives. We've got, um, it's a duplex. So um, people go the, the woman upstairs needs her kids mm. to help her out with things, right? Yeah. So, of course, they're touching the hand railings. So, like, well, we got to watch out for the hand railings too, right? So, um, you know, it's like 
you have to do some practical things for the foreign bacteria coming in and just be as safe as possible. I'm not closing the doors and locking you in and saying you're tying you up and saying you're not allowed to go out and spray you with Lysol. Like that would, that would be insane. Sorry, I think it's so funny. Um, but it's like you're still going out. Can't we just, you know, take care of what's coming in? And whoever goes out, let's just take care of it. I don't know what they yeah. did. My uh, brother told me that a bunch of his friends, they all went out to dinner, seven people. They all got the virus. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah, okay. So and they might be safe, they might not be safe, but it's like, why bother? Like, do we really have to go through this, right? Yeah. And you know, we say, well, what if what it's never gonna go away? We're probably all gonna, you know, a lot of us are gonna get it anyway. Sure, but why have it when more people are getting it and you overload the hospitals, right? Mm. It's like, come on, you know, there's the 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 also the the um, what do you call it um, the collective consciousness the super ego the the community oriented uh, view of things so it's not just selfish right so very interesting yeah. anyhow so to conclude for today because it's a long yep. one is that uh, our intuition has a lot of variables that you need to take responsibility for yourself when you're translating your intuition um you the intuition speaks with a lot of certainty that's for sure that is for sure if you hear your intuition it's going to speak with certainty but it's not in words it's definitely this feeling this sense and when you start to translate it into words if you're, when I translate it into words, I see so many variables and so many different ways to explain things. I do like yes and no. Mm. I love it because it, it saves me from the explanation. Like I often say to people, don't tell me the question. I'll just answer yes or no. If they get upset by the answer, <laughs> uh, then I, I usually have to hear the question. Um, and I say, well, you just asked it wrong. Or I'll, you know, I usually um, say, don't use any question. Don't ask me a question that tells you what to do. Like should, would, yeah. could, have to, need to. Um, it's got to be a question of what you will do. Or So usually do that. But oftentimes people just get all like, no, there's no way that can happen. I'm like, so what did you ask yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what did you ask me for? Well, because you doubt it. So, okay. Sometimes we want to confirm our own intuition. That's fine. But you may have asked the question in a wrong way. And your answer may be an answer that is filtered by your beliefs, not necessarily by self-contemplation, responsibility for yourself. Our intuition isn't running around, you know, telling people what to do. That's that's for yeah. sure. Intuition is a, an instinct, but it, what we do with it is about us. Mm. You know, not about what intuition is saying. It's definitely about us and how we interpret it. So fascinating, right? I think we should continue this. Yeah, yeah. Next definitely. week. I think it's kind of long now, but I think we let this mull for a week. We're going to have a whole bunch of other stuff that mm. comes up. Good topic, Eloise. All right, my darlings. 
Well, all of you keep safe out there in the world. Yeah. You know, keep away as best you can. Keep things clean. I'm going to try. They say bleach is a good thing to use, but I'm afraid I'd bleach everything. <laughs> everything so you want. I'm going to <laughs> use citric acid. I've got food grade yeah. citric acid. I'm going to make a little thing with some, uh, uh, they say orange is good yeah. disinfectant. Yeah, yeah. So I have a good orange. orange. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Mix it up and go clean all my door handles and the railings. <laughs> That's my job for Perfect. today. In between sessions. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Between the door it's, I'm, I'm always, this is interesting, Eloise. I'm always at home anyway. Yeah. Like, I don't really walk anywhere because of my spine. So I spend a lot of time at home. So it doesn't feel like I'm quarantined. But the energy of everyone being oh, quarantined yeah, feels like it's heavy on my shoulders. Yeah. Yet, it's it's not like I do anything different than I'm doing right now. Like, it's so weird. Well, it's like I can so stay in for a week and not even notice. Like, but Me because too. at the moment well, we're not, like, locked down yet. So I'm just going out every day because... Oh, you are yeah, going, I'm going out. out every day because I'm like, I just want to go out while I can. <laughs> Well, we, we, we don't, I don't go out. The boys yeah. go out, but I don't go. I'll go out on the back deck. Yeah. I'll take out the garbage. I'll go and breathe some air out there a little bit. But I don't really go anywhere unless I go shopping with my my hubby or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I run errands at the weekends if I can grab a car, but I rarely go anywhere. But it's feeling so heavy. Like it feels like I'm feeling the yeah, energy. Yeah, everyone else is just like. But even walking around, yeah. everyone's almost scared of each other. It's really, it's a weird vibe. Oh yeah. Well, you know, you got to be careful of the cough mm-hmm. and stuff. You, you do. Uh, it's good to be cautious. Like, why spread it? Yeah. Well, you know, especially yeah. for older people yeah, right yeah. now. So keep it. Has reduced, but I know the UK you guys are dealing with it differently, so we'll see at mm. the end, you know, what the best uh, version of all wow. of this is. Right? Yeah. Anyway, all take right, care, everyone. Well, I'll talk to you next week yeah. and have a great okay. day.